Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Where, oh where have all the players gone? They've left the team. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. America's top-rated sportsbook. <laughs> if you watch this podcast on the regular, we told you, Byron Murphy, goodbye. Zach Allen, goodbye. Did not anticipate the team would re-sign them. Byron Murphy goes out, Bo Brock. Johnny Venerable here <laughs> on a Wednesday and gets a ham sandwich from the Minnesota Vikings. And everybody's like, what are we doing? Why didn't we sign Byron Murphy? And it's like a bunch of other teams didn't sign Byron Murphy either. So oh. happy for being Murph. Go get your money. And Bo, as you put it, he's, he's trying to parlay this into another deal, not what Arizona was going to do. Right. No, the Arizona Cardinals. And we're going to try to identify, describe what is going on right now, the current state of the Arizona Cardinals, because there's a lot going on, including on the social media channels of one oh, Richard Lawrence. Did you see that? Uh, the tank that, yeah. he, that he tweeted out. <laughs> he might have to tweet out the, the waiver wire transactions here pretty soon. I'm not sure you can talk like your team is tanking. Um, let's start there. I don't think they're tanking. Um, we talked to Jonathan Gannon, and he was adamant. He's like, no, we got to win football games. Mm -hmm. Here's what I will say. Are they going to be as talented as last year and as, ex as experienced? No. Not to start the year. Do I think they're going to be much better prepared and play harder than whatever that albatross was last year, that four-win team? 100%. Uh, I was adamant last year. Talent all over the place, littered with skilled players. They look like a, a fucking JV team playing Kansas City week one. <laughs> I, I think you're going to get the exact opposite this year. Undrafted guys, late-round picks, early-round picks, right? veterans that that sign one to two year deals and they're going to compete their ass off for Jonathan Gannon. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't know what the end result's going to be. I know Vegas is probably going to have the over under for this team right around five wins. I'm not ready yeah. to go that far yet. But I, I do think that there's a difference between like tanking in the NBA is a real thing. Tanking in the NFL, that's that's not a real thing. Let me pantomime something and it does nothing for our podcast listeners, but I'm putting on a hat of some sort. It's mm -hmm. a hard hat. I knock it. It's for safety purposes. Mm -hmm. I am putting on my booties, my, probably my red wings, and then I'm going to buckle up my tool belt. This is a full on rebuild. Buckle up your tool belt because that's what's going down with the Arizona Cardinals. Put on a t-shirt. Monty Awesomefort inherited an absolute mess. He invested in one of the worst fixer-upper houses you could possibly have with the one caveat. It's got a franchise-caliber quarterback in Kyler Murray coming off a serious knee injury, and hopefully he'll be back this season. But at this point, in watching how they're operating this offseason, what we've heard uh, through several sources that they're not going to speed Kyler Murray back onto the field at, at all. They want him 100% mentally and physically 
Uh, so don't anticipate a start of the season with Kyler Murray. When we look at the quarterback situation, you got to ask yourself who's going to start at quarterback when the season does open for the Arizona Cardinals. But this is a full-on rebuild for the Arizona Cardinals, and it doesn't take you know some somebody doing a deep, like intense look at this Arizona Cardinals team. It, we don't have somebody following Monty Austin for it and doing like a – we don't have a private detective trying to figure this out. Yeah. Just look at the lack of moves that they've made. Look at who they've brought back. It's just – it's a full-on rebuild. And I think that this fan base embrace it. Yeah. For the first time in ever. One. In ever. In the, in the entire history of the franchise, this team has smart football people in the know and realize that they can't go forward – Unless they they completely break this thing down to the very studs and then start to build it back up, and it doesn't and happen are, by going out and getting these stopgap free agents that people are just throwing the bags at right now. And rebuilds a dirty word. There are different kind of rebuilds. The Seahawks rebuilt last year on the fly and made the playoffs. Now I'm not sure the Cardinals can do that, but the rebuild does not mean 0 and 17. I want to get to a comment here because I I see this a lot on Twitter, and I adamantly disagree both conceptually, and then based off what I'm hearing, this is from Derek. I'm not calling you out, Derek. This is a popular theory. You're going to learn in time, Johnny, this owner doesn't give a shit, meaning Michael Bidwell didn't want to pay Byron Murphy and Zach Allen. Uh, that's not true. Um, these are decisions that are coming directly from Monty Austin Ford. Um, if you know Michael Bidwell, right, they want to tout up their players, right, even if they're maybe overdrafted, mistakes in the past, They'll pay players just to save face, right? I Michael Bidwell would have been 100% fine re-signing Zach Allen and Byron Murphy. But he's letting his people, his football people, finally do the work and say, nope, they're not part of our plan. We're going in a different direction. Uh, I, Michael Bidwell once did a, a postseason video mm -hmm. after, I think, 2020 when the team collapsed and he called Byron Murphy and Isaiah Simmons stars. They barely played in 2020. So yeah. Michael Bidwell, the optics, Michael Bidwell wants the optics of well, we're well run. I'm extending my players. Austin Ford made this call. This is 100% Monty Austin right. Ford making these calls. So again, you think the, the Cardinals have almost $40 million in cap space. They could have blown away Minnesota's offer for, for Byron Murphy. And Michael Bidwell would have happily signed mm -hmm. the check. Same with Zach Allen. Zach Allen probably wanted to stay here. Could have given him $16 million to not re-up his life. And you could have stayed here. J.J. Watt still lives in town. He's got friends on the team. He's close with Zayvon Collins. That, to me, you, if, if, you, if you want to try to spin this and feel good about what's happening, those two moves, which a lot of fans are pissed about, and I get it. It sucks. Byron was the 33rd overall pick. Zach Allen was the first pick in the third round. Egregious. I, I tweeted out this morning, Bo. Horrific 2019 draft in hindsight by Steve Kime based on what you've done and what you could have done. But this mm. is not – this is Monty Austin Ford's roster now. Yeah. He did not draft these players. Like, we almost have to put a banner at the bottom of the show. I love our graphic free agent frenzy, mm. but we should also put a subtle one that says Monty Austin Ford didn't draft yeah. It's not the, Monty's the, fault. The three-man roster. It's not his yeah. roster. It's not. Uh, I mean, close to $70 million in, in max money as far as Zach Allen and, and Byron Murphy combined, two players from a 4-13 and 13 defense. Now, I know that – uh, Byron Murphy was only available for what nine games last season yeah. due to the back issues, and then you had Zach Allen who was available for thirteen of them. And you obviously saw that these guys flashed; they more than flashed. They did enough 
to earn these contracts, and they absolutely did that. But they also were they've been on this team for the last four seasons, and they have one winning season to to show for it. So it's it, it's it's not a matter of are they good players? Could they be part of the solution? Sure, yeah, but at the same token, this is a this organization is not in the business right now of just signing good players to probably over market contracts. Like you have to you have to just kind of pretty much start from scratch and then you start to draft, develop players and if if they're good enough to uh, re-sign to extensions beyond, you know, the next 2 years where you assume that they're rebuilding, yeah. Um, I think that then you start to have that conversation. But what's the point of bringing those guys back to to do what exactly? I mean, obviously fill a role, but you can also fill a role other ways. So I, I just think that yeah. it was it, it those guys probably benefited, and also it was probably disappointing that the team that drafted them four seasons ago in 2019 weren't really there to negotiate their second NFL contract. It's like you, Michael Bidwell's made investments in those two players with high premium draft picks. He would love for a third-party consultant that he hires to come in and say, good job, re-sign those guys. But they're telling him to do the opposite. So he's listening. So they're not going to do that, right? Mm -hmm. if, I, if I run a, a fledgling bakery and I've invested in all this equipment and Bo comes in, I want him to tell me that, oh, yeah, this we can still salvage this. We're going to use this right. shit. Mm -hmm. Bo's telling me I got to take everything out and I got to sell it. And I got to sell it for spare parts, and we got to start over. That's what they're telling Michael Bidwell, and he's and he's listening to them. Yeah, and we should be—I don't want to say thankful because that's not the right word—but we should. It's 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 refreshing that the owner, for the first time, and maybe since his tenure, since he started, is like Austin Ford knows what he's doing. Dave Sears has a significant presence. We're told. And then, of course, John and Gannon. This is going to be his roster to coach. I don't think there's going to going to be any like Monday morning film sessions. It's a different style, and right. you're going to have to take some short term losses for those long term games with this bow with this well, roster bow. And I think yeah. those are coming. I know it's hard to see it right now. We're in the we're in the early stages of kind of going through the muck of it, and I think a lot of people thought the Cardinals would be super active, and they they're kind of active. They're they're adding some pieces, filling out the bottom. My boy Yelda, let's go. Right. They're not on the they're not on the front page making headlines. <laughs> no, they're not, and they're not ever going to make front page news. I don't think the rest of this this uh, this off season. I think the biggest name is a Kazir White, a guy that uh, was uh, an integral part as far as the Philadelphia Eagles. But if you look at as far as starts, no, he wasn't a starter for that team for the bulk of the season, but he played significant snaps. This is this is an absolute rebuild and this is going to be as Arizona Cardinals fans and they've been all too patient for as long as this team's moved to the desert and before then we have people that listen to the show that were fans of the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cardinals and it's it's I know you've been patient fans and you are an absolute fanatic to the true definition of it because you've waited through all of this shit and now we're asking you to wait a little bit longer this is this rebuild this reset and doing it the right way with 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 smart football people, guys with great diverse backgrounds and scouting backgrounds, and and know how to come from winning franchises that know how to build it correctly. It's going to be a complete delayed gratification. This is going to this. I mean, you can there is like the success stories like the Seattle Seahawks where you completely kind of reset. You trade your qu franchise quarterback out, and you're ahead yeah. of schedule because you draft correctly. You bring in young, physical, more athletic. 
uh, a lot faster athletes and they grasp how to compete at the NFL level, but it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but if you start to draft, you know, the right players and, and the guys that are adaptable, the guys that are violent, the guys that are, uh, are fast and, and, and smart, like the players that they're looking for, you're going to be on, on the right track. I think Jonathan Gannon is going to get the, the most out of this roster and people can roll their eyes at that, but I mean, they're going to be they're going to be in the the veteran one to two year market here over the course of the next six to eight weeks. They're going to sign guys that you know that we know that are going to come in on a bunch of prove it deals, and they're going to they're going to invest their time yeah. in, into Jonathan Gannon, and they're going to say, Jonathan, get the most out of me. I want to come and help you build whatever it is you're building in Arizona. Um, they're not going to be in this market for three to four year deals with a bunch of guaranteed money. I've probably been asked this question. I'm sure you have too, Bo. Like. Is the salary cap money going to turn over, going to carry over to next year? 100%. They're going to be that team in the market next year with $75 plus million in cap space. Now, that's not, that's not to say they're going to use it all, but like this was known as one of the worst free agent markets in recent memory. Not necessarily given the fact that there's a gluttony of players, but just the top end guys. I mean, Javon Hargraves was number one for a lot of people. He's 30 years old. Right there, there was no quintessential mid-age twenty elite pass rusher, CB one, anything like that. Even a guard that's an all-pro that's twenty-five, twenty-six. So it's like, man, you're really hedging your bet now. I'm gonna have disposable cash next year to play with. On top of being able to make some moves now, yeah, I'm in a position at third overall where I can trade back, which they're actively trying to do. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> they're trying to move back to get more picks for this year and next year. They can they can flip this roster in twelve to eighteen months. Yeah. This is not Major League Baseball. This is not the NBA, the NFL. You can turn your roster over. Look at the Lions. The Lions were a doormat. They hired Dan Campbell. They hired a bunch of good people in the front office. They were nine and eight last year. They should have made the playoffs, and they're they're going to be one of the favorites in the NFC this year. It just it and they what they were winless or like zero and ten through their first ten games with Dan Campbell. I, I don't even think the Cardinals are going to be that bad, but it just. It, you have to build something sustainable. And the biggest knock and detriment of Steve Kime is win now. We got to win now. We got to make moves for today, right now. And it always sacrificed the foundation of this team, which was draft, develop, extend. Draft, develop, extend. They, they didn't do that. They did that with like two guys, Kyler Murray and DJ Humphreys, with the lone two first rounders, I believe, Bo, that got extended. Yeah, we'll be sh shuffling the deck, right? Shuffling the cards, right? Isn't that what we're doing? We're getting a whole reset here for the Arizona Cardinals. Up the deck, baby. That's right. You got to get rid of the Jokers, right? Because nobody, no, no uh, sane human being plays with the Jokers in the deck. So get those out, right? <laughs> and, and then you start to to find your your paint cards, like your 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 money winning cards, like uh, hopefully next draft. I'm not saying it's a tank, but in a rebuild, you could be in play for a guy named Marvin Harrison Jr. That would be quite nice, right? Nice little, there it is. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I play that shit on repeat, baby, until until late April. With the second Jacob. pick. Fantastic. In the 2024 NFL draft. Ooh, I love the Arizona that. Cardinals select Marvin Harrison um, Jr. <laughs> oh, man. They Sign did, me they up for that. Marvin Harrison Jr. today, Bo, but they, they made some moves. We didn't get to talk about it yesterday because those Cardinals, those dirty, sneaky Cardinals signed. Two Will shows Hernandez in a row. A mere 10 minutes. After we went off air, not saying it's a coincidence, but maybe it is. Will Hernandez comes back, presumably to start. Um, you got a two-year contract. Pretty good money for Big Will. Uh, and listen, what did Will Hernandez do? And I'm not saying this is the reason he got re-signed. 
went to Monty Austin Ford's press conference uh -huh. when he was an unrestricted free agent and went up to him and introduced himself. He's like, I want to be a part of this. I want to be here. Well, shit, of course you want that guy around. Then you look at his tape from last year, Bo. It's like, shit, man, this guy was playing the best football of his career before he went down. Let's bring him back. So he comes yeah. back and he joins the same players from last year. I thought I was going to get ratioed when I put out the tweet saying that the Arizona Cardinals, basically saying it was there were some nice moves to return their two most consistent offensive linemen in Kelvin Beecham and Will Hernandez because of That's the not even debatable. Because That's yeah, because debatable. of the uproar of the Kelvin Beecham resigning, because everybody's pissed off because they took out of context his comments about about Kyler Murray. Uh, if you if you listen to the whole thing, if you read the, the transcript of it, I don't think it was as uh, you know searing as people thought it was towards the franchise quarterback. I think that you know Kelvin Beecham's doing what good leaders do. I was just surprised he was as candid as he was. And the fact that he came back just a couple days later, but you can't get rid of the fact that he was the only starting offensive lineman that played in all 17 games last season. Will Hernandez played in 13 games last season. Both of them very consistent. I agree with you. You look at the tape. Will Hernandez, you know, he's nasty. He's got that streak. He's kind of got like that enforcer type role that you're going to want to want during a rebuild. And you, when those guys are healthy, they, they put your offensive line in, in a decent spot. I'm not going to say that they're out there just moving defenders around. They still have their downfall being penalized and giving up sacks. But I think that they are, as far as starting caliber, that they're starting caliber offensive linemen that you locked in for team-friendly deals. You're bringing them back. You're getting the consistency, the continuity that you need on the offensive line. And if you can couple that, I think that these moves look great if because they're good right now. They look great if you if you supplement them by drafting future offensive linemen. You can't roll out trash bin linemen in an NFL season. You just right. can't. If right. there's any position outside of quarterback that you just can't say, just throw a couple undrafted guys. You can hide undrafted linebackers and corners and safeties. You can't hide undrafted players and, and, and scrubs on the offensive line for 17 weeks. It gets ugly. We've seen it. I mean, Cardinals once upon a time in the Ken Wisenon era were starting like seventh round picks in week two. It's just unacceptable. Like, yeah. They're hedging their – Kelvin Beecham is a good player. Will Hernandez was good last year before he went down. DJ Humphreys is going to be motivated because he's got no guaranteed money after this year. We right. know Josh Jones is itching to play. And then they signed another lineman today, Bo, to a two-year contract. I think we've got our free agent tracker right. up and running. Uh, this is per, Bo, the team site. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you pronounce this young man's name. All right. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Yelda Froholt. He's from Denmark originally. He was born in Denmark. Yelda Froholt, he, uh, he played for the Cleveland Browns. He played in all 17 games last season. He's a versatile offensive lineman, played a little tackle, played some guard, played some center. He obviously has some uh, ties to Drew Petzing, but also he was drafted out of Arkansas. This is a big mammoth of a man, 6'5", 310, by the New England Patriots in the fourth round of 2019. Who was a part of that front office? Who was the director of scouting for the Patriots back then? Uh, Monty Austin Monty Austin that's right. And then he goes to Cleveland. He plays with Drew Petzing. Uh, so it's some definite strong ties to the organization. Also, talk about Monty Austin and ties. Kevin Strong, he played for the Tennessee Titans last season, the front office that Monty Austin was part of, the defensive lineman, backup player, also had some time in the Detroit Lions organization. Who came over from the Detroit Lions organization this offseason, Johnny? 
Uh, we know that, Mr. Dave Sears. That's right, Dave Sears. And then you look at who they've re-signed, Greg Dortch. I don't think anybody can disagree that Greg Dortch was a great re-signing. They just, uh, he was a restricted free agent. They bring him back for a one-year deal, Beecham. They bring back Will Hernandez. They bring back Matt Prater, who was as consistent as they come, kicked and made 88% of his field goals when he was healthy. He wasn't dealing with that hip injury. And then Zeke Turner, probably one of your uh, your special teams guys, and Corey Clement is a guy that could buy to play some teams and be a backup running back. So you don't hate it. You, I, I don't. I don't hate it. Obviously, there's no big splash moves. There's no big names. But when we're staring down a rebuild, you know, staying in line with this offensive line, when you've got a guy like uh, Froholt who's versatile, you got the three of your five starters returning. You know, Froholt could probably play left guard. You could move Will Hernandez from right guard to left guard potentially. You've got options there, plus Marquise Hayes is coming back from a knee injury. You can see what you want from the second-year player out of Oklahoma. And you've got Lasidia Smith, who's got versatility at center and guard positions. So it, it's 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 not – I'm not going to say that this is, you know, the top offensive line in the league. It's not by any stretch. But it, you've got some guys that you can plug in there and you can rely, rely upon, and then you, you still need to add maybe a day-two pick – on the offensive line, and I think that you're you're making some good headway there. I look at that list. You know what? I don't see somebody like Jordan Phillips taking a big dump on your salary cap. Somebody, <laughs> you know, like Justin Pugh that they kept asking, please take pay cuts. Please take pay cuts. Mike Ayupati, who couldn't move in his second and third year of his deal, there are no hampering contracts. Those are guys, to Bo's point, can all play. They can all go out and compete next year. Hopefully, some guys overachieve. But even if somebody looks awful in training camp, you move off of somebody in a heartbeat. Uh, they, these are non-hampered contracts. These are contracts that are going to help you get through this period when you when you don't have your franchise quarterback. I mean, we talked about it time and time again. It's like, what is the point of going out and overspending on players, especially skill players? You don't have Kyler Murray. We don't know when Kyler Murray's coming back, right? So do not limit yourself and what you're able to do tomorrow for I, yeah. I don't know a flashy headline today, Bo. And I and I didn't even mention Josh Jones, also yeah. a guy that uh, really? you still want to see what you've got from Josh Jones, somebody that I think if he becomes more of a disciplined player and more sound as far as his technique, he can be a really good player. Uh, Jackson asking about uh, Justin Pugh. I did see that was it uh, Chuck Harris that, that talked to Justin Justin Pugh. Yes, Justin Pugh has rehab was going on Twitter, and he told Chuck uh, that. He said he's feeling good. He's he's saying that this ACL stuff is way more routine than it ever used to be, and he's on track. So I, I'm shocked to hear that Justin Pugh's thinking about playing again because at this point last year, I mean, he was very transparent that he thought he was going to retire until Steve Kime kind of came from the clouds with a contract offer for him. And, you know, he was getting ready for his wedding. He dropped all that weight, uh, and then he goes and he starts the season, dealt with a couple injuries, and then had the season-ending injury in the ACL. I don't think he's an option to come back, but I've been proven wrong so far a lot yeah. this offseason. Well, I mean, the prior regime was loved to give out free money to Rodney Hudson <laughs> and Justin Pugh and Marcus Golden and DJ Humphreys. It's like, how, how many guys can we pay not to play during right. OTAs, during training camp? That was a fun little exercise here. I want to talk about the receiver market, DeAndre Hopkins, but first I want to tell everybody – about our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Not sure. There's a little tournament that starts tonight. It's the NCAA March Madness Tournament. The men's tournament starts tonight. Get on DraftKings right now. What are you doing? Get the promo code PHNX. You can put 5 bucks 
on any NBA game, $200 in bonus bets instantly. So put down, okay, your five spot, spread, money line, whatever, on an NBA game, and then take your bonus bets and disperse them kindly on the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Our friends uh, with uh, PHNX Sun Devils getting ready for a reasonable tip-off tonight against Nevada. We'll be cheering them on. We've got a watch-along later on. Tons of quality events that you can all wager on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, of the NFL, with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. I'm going to make my DraftKings pick of the week. Sun Devils, minus two. Tease it up. Tease that B up to minus four, minus five. I think they roll tonight. I think they get a comfortable win in route to, I think, taking care of business against TCU. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there, Bo. I'm going to push back a little bit. Oh. I say that the tournament doesn't start until tomorrow. Okay. This first four stuff, that's, that's great. You're, you're I love it. You're about to get beat to shit I, in the studio right now. Why? Why? You, you, so you're calling ASU not a real participant in the tournament? Until, until they survive in advance to wow. the actual field of 64. Yeah. Interesting. I don't think I anybody would disagree with me. Anybody who's saying, oh, the tournament started on Tuesday night with the first Everybody, four. Wait a minute. No, no, no. You don't no, even make that doesn't make like, ASU's birth into, the, into March Madness. So you're, you're not on that boat. I'm not. Win Damn. and you're in, okay? I'll, I'll go out there and I'll tell them this. It's not a hot take. If, if you're saying, oh, the tournament started yesterday, I think you're a stupid idiot. I, I'm not in on that. <laughs> went to ASU. I mean, I, listen, I, I respect your opinion. Yeah. I don't think you're going to make it out of there live. You're ready to make it <laughs> I'll, I'll offer some Four Peaks beers and I think we'll calm everybody down. Actually, I saw a couple people were already cracking some beers for the first game in the evening and they're settling in to watch a doubleheader and... I uh, I completely respect that for sure. Uh, Four Peaks can't go wrong with that. I was looking at their events calendar. They got the spring baseball brewery tours going on. They got a lot of great Fantastic. things in the works this spring. Plus, they got our last Wednesday coming up at the end of this month. You got to come hang out with us, have a beer, and uh, talk some Cardinals football. Absolutely do that. And check out all the events that they have going on. Also, check out their great beer, Kilt Lifter. They got the flagship. You got the Sun Brew. You've got all the IPAs that you can get in on. The Raj. You got the Hazy. You got the Hop Knot. Check it all out for yourself. Go to their 8th Street location in Tempe. It's pretty much it's, it's, it's woven within the fabric of Arizona. You have to check it out if you haven't already. Great food, great beer, great atmosphere. They got TVs all over the place. You can watch any game you want, including the first four. Not a part of the tournament, but you can watch all the games tomorrow <laughs> and Friday and this weekend. You can watch all the tournament games your little heart desires while having great beer and great fun. you got to be 21 years or older. Check them out online, fourpeaks.com. Also find them on your socials. we got a ton of, uh, of uh, why can't I think about what the word is, but uh, people are spending okay. money to talk to us. Some super chats. I would, all right, let's, I talk with, I let's check with Michael here. If they don't protect K-1, it won't matter. Talking about the Arizona right. Cardinals this this next upcoming season as he's coming back, I think that's just going forward with the investment that they've made with Kyler Murray, absolutely. A little dreezy. We are going to get into this in a little bit. My man, Hollywood, trying to recruit everybody. He got in on Darius Slay the other day. Today, he tweets out a picture that we'll get to of him and a certain free agent wide receiver. Uh, we got AZ Moses uh, saying real quality change takes time, not one year. Talking about this rebuild and the delayed gratification in 
really being patient with the Arizona Cardinals as Monty Osford and Jonathan Gannon get in, clean up the mess left by the previous regime. Jonathan Fine with Brissett and Heineke gone. Who do we get? We'll get into the quarterback conversation before we get out of here, Johnny. Uh, just not yet. You want to save some of these chats, get into any of the conversation, or keep well, going? Let's let's talk about Hopkins for a second. Okay. Everybody's everybody's you know freaking out. Where's the D Hop trade? Uh, what we're seeing now is some teams that I don't want to say are balking at the Cardinals' asking price, but I mean the, everybody knows what the Cardinals' asking price is for Hopkins. They want at least a two. So we saw New England go out and sign Juju, which my man Bo Brock pointed out. Juju plays slot receiver. Juju is not even in the same stratosphere as DeAndre Hopkins. And Juju's contract, by the way, every time I go on social media, it gets smaller. It's not some big, robust contract. <laughs> um, and then you see what... Was Giants it like three get. for 33? Was that the original? Yeah, and then it, it was like whittled down. It was in the 20s last time okay. I looked. Um, so I, here, here's, here's what's happened with Hopkins. I want to make this as emphatic as I can. They are 100% trading him. He's not going to be part of the team. No way. And it, they may even come out and say, well, we're just going to hang on to him because we didn't get the offers we wanted. Bullshit. They're still going to trade him. He's not going to be part of the team. Um, they want that money. They want value. They want value to be able to use in the draft. Um, and they, they want to free up spots for younger players. They're going to probably draft a receiver in this draft. So it's going to be difficult. What I, what I will be frustrated by is if they settle for a third plus um i don't think we've gotten to that point yet clearly because they're not just taking whatever you know we've got jen slater making a comment yesterday saying that dallas isn't in it right now i know mm -hmm. dallas checked in i know kansas city's been in it since day one with our guy benjamin albright that's a team to watch right and then i new england's been talking to austin ford and company for weeks um and i again still don't think the juju deal ends that those conversations it's deandre hopkins he's in a class of by himself in this free agent market i i i'm surprised it hasn't happened yet but i'm seeing these moves and i'm watching some stuff go down and it's like okay do does does austin ford and company have to dig their heels in a little bit you should let the market take care of itself and and take the best offer and that's yeah, what i think be confident in the caliber of player that you have and and you've got that ace up your sleeve and and you just wait for the right deal because it just takes yeah. one team that gets a little uneasy with what their wide receiver core looks like going forward and and you can swing a deal for and, and get solid compensation now it might change as you get closer to draft day if you're taking a 2023 draft pick or if you're taking a 2024 draft pick. But, you know, it, it, I think that we're dug in in the idea, and you reiterated that, that he's not going to be wearing an Arizona Cardinals uniform. I got a text come, before the show today yeah. saying not. Yeah. Because I, I was like, well, could they still hang on to No. It's, it's just, I mean, you're just rearranging furniture with a lot of these wide receivers. It's just like... Jacoby Myers for Juju. Yeah. A lot of people think Jacoby Myers is better than, than Juju. Well, I mean, the Patriots felt like they liked Juju better than Jacoby Myers. They basically, I mean, their, their contracts your, are, are pretty similar. Wide, wide outs. Right. They're, they're I mean, you're, you're looking at a, a lot lower tier of wide out than, than you have with, with Deandre Hopkins. And, you know, if last year was any indication, you know, as far as how hot the wide receiver market was now, I know you're dealing with uh, a different, you know, age as far as deandre hopkins is but yeah i think that uh money awesome fort the arizona cardinals are still in a solid spot and, and we'll see what happens you know today was really the first day that lamar jackson could have any conversations we'll see what right. lamar jackson does 
Um, so I, still tons of tons of teams that are going to view DeAndre Hopkins as as a valuable piece that they'd be willing to spend on. I mean, we spent a bunch of time with Benjamin Albright at the combine. We've talked to him since then. He was adamant. He believed it was going to be Kansas City. And Kansas City ha- has done nothing um, to, to change that. They haven't gone out and traded for somebody. They've lost Juju. So they're, they're in the market for a receiver. They were already in that market. Um, maybe it just comes down to pick 63. They've got two fours, I know. Um, I, I think what's what's certain on top of Hopkins getting dealt is the, the fan base, a large percentage of it, are, are going to be upset about the return. Um, I And I, that's going to be probably the hardest thing to come to grips with is that if they get picked 63 from Kansas City, that's that's a late, that's about as late in the second round as you can go. Mm-hmm. So just like Darren Waller was basically a fourth yesterday, even though his pick was still in the in the threes, it was a right. third round pick. Um, and I'm sure that's, I mean, everything's based on compensation. What is Hopkins willing to take? He's got to restructure his contract a little bit, but um, that's going to be the least fun aspect of it because it is going to be disappointing because Hopkins, when he plays, is a top 10 receiver in the NFL and on a singular day is worth a first round pick. Yeah, and He's I think- older and he's been inconsistent on, off the field. He's been hurt and he's had the PED suspension. That's That's kind of where they're at. I think people were upset with the return they got for Josh Rosen. They got what sixty eighth overall, the Andy Isabella trade, late six or second round pick for for Rosen, and they weren't exactly elated with that. But you know, I th- I think if if you stick to your guns and you get a second round pick this season or potentially a first next year, which as you've pointed out is the equivalent to a second, loses right. a round value. I think you're in a in a pretty good spot. I mean, you you were able to. Uh, what did Michael Bidwell tell Dave's passion on his, on his podcast? They're gearing up, really scouting wise for the 2024 draft and off season. So, uh, if if you got something like that, it's not bad. What do we What do we have? Anthony Totry in in the chat. He's he's concerned that we're we're talking ill of the Sun Devils. We're not. I just I was I'm not. Out, Anthony Totry. Look, this is not an indictment on on ASU. This is just the fact that. The tournament starts tomorrow. You want to be so you're basically calling them an NIT, you know, champion. Those are words that you're putting in my mouth. I, I'm if saying that the turn here, here, here's the facts of it. The tournament starts tomorrow. You want to play in the tournament? Win tonight. That's it. Okay. If I can, if I, if I can go to DraftKings mm-hmm. and click on NCAA tournament, and there are the Sun Devils, that's enough for me. And that's what I did today when I put money on the Sun Devils. But you're, 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 you're like at the very most college basketball casual uh well i'm i'm a i have a, doc, <laughs> I have a doctorate in gambling on DraftKings. i can tell you that right now um, let's talk about this let's talk about this odell beckham shit okay oh uh sent this to producer emma before the show this is apparently hollywood brown uh a lot of people think recruiting odell beckham uh but everybody uh was a big smart ass when i tweeted out oh oh odell's doing a showcase in Arizona. So I get to be a smart ass now. Uh, Odell Beckham lives in Arizona, Bo. Did you know that? I did. That's me being Twitter guy. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, Bo. Oh, the well actually guys on Twitter? Well, actually, let me put my glasses on and then get on my laptop or my keyboard <laughs> here. Well, actually, that they're not doing that. They're doing this. 
I, I don't think the Cardinals are interested in Odell Beckham. I think Hollywood Brown is hanging out with Odell Beckham. Can you imagine if they set, they sit on their hands this long and then they go and they pay Odell Beckham what he's reportedly going to command on the open market? And then, what, what were they saying? I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., he could he probably he couldn't have played last year, right? He wasn't healthy enough to do so. He still says he's a couple months away, but you're going to invest all that money. You're going to trade a DeAndre Hopkins, and then I mean, it just there's nothing that would make sense in them being in conversations with Odell Beckham Jr. There's just there's nothing. Zero point zero 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 zero. Um, if I'm Hollywood Brown, I I'm just trying to have the best season I can, so somebody will pay me. If Hollywood Brown is just hanging out and and he's friends with Odell Beckham Jr. and they're just picking each other's brain and just talking shop and talking about how to be that's great fine. receivers, I think that's beneficial in itself. That's great. If he's surrounding himself with other solid receivers in the league, great. Uh, yeah. Why would Odell Beckham come to Arizona? outside of them offering him the most money. I mean, just, he's got his ring now, but he, he wants to be on national TV. He wants endorsement deals. He wants to remain relevant. Not that the Cardinals aren't relevant, but they're they're taking a pause button. Like We don't expect them to have five national TV games this year. First of all, thank God. Love the afternoon slate on a Sunday. But um, it just, to me, feels like, you know, I they are, and I'm not saying Aldo Beckham doesn't have this. Yeah. But the word I keep hearing when I text people in relation to this team, it's character. Did yeah. you see Odell Beckham be kind of a dickhead on that airplane? A Dude, he, he was the biggest ago? douche ever on that yeah. airplane. I, you think that's I would have been infuriated if I was on that flight. He was being the biggest diva jerk you could possibly be. Now, as we continue this conversation about uh, wide receivers, uh, who was it in the chat that was asking about Jerry Judy? Was it Eris that was saying that? Our, yeah. friend, our friend Henry over he's at my, DNVR. I love that you push back on this. So our guy Henry, who's who's one of the great reporters over there, DMVR Broncos, was saying it wouldn't yeah. make sense for the Broncos to have any conversation outside of a top fifteen pick for old Jerry Judy. Do you know how many thousand yard receiving seasons that Jerry Judy has in his in the league? Yeah, he and I have the same amount. Negative <laughs> zero. Jerry Judy. Um, he had a nice. Uh, uh, is it because he had to play with Russell Wilson's corpse last year and had 900 <laughs> yards, and so they're like, he must be an All Pro? Did you guys see Russ last year? He made it look good. Jerry Judy is a is a mid B minus C plus overdrafted receiver. DeAndre Hopkins is going to the Hall of Fame. DeAndre Hopkins had 14 catches in in his return last year. That's you know that's just that's Henry being Henry. that just that's goes like, to show you like. We're not being unrealistic asking for a second for DeAndre Hopkins when there's Denver's reportedly asking for a first. Like they're legit. Like they're, they're having conversations about, like, oh, don't forget that, oh, these, all these offensive linemen that, that they overpaid for, Mike McGlinchey getting $80 million after having the same season Kelvin Beecham did. You're going to, oh, look at these offensive linemen. It's like you've got every single wide receiver asking out of Denver and you want a first round pick. Like you have zero leverage. You don't have anything to show that they're worth the first round pick. Hollywood Brown has a res- had a resume that had, that was better than way Jerry better. Judy's, way better. And, yeah, I to me it just these teams that are leaking that out now, and we our buddy Benjamin Albright saying like Sutton and Judy are available if you want to talk about it, right. right? And one of them could be moved. A lot of these teams though, it feels like are using those two names, maybe one of or, or both. With leverage, oh, we're actually talking to Denver about Judy. Why don't you come down a pick or two of the round that you're we're offering for for Hopkins? You know, something like that. You you want to throw that name around? 
when shit gets out, there's a reason it, it gets out. It's a reason the Cardinals leaked it out to our guy, Joel Schultz, and he got the scoop for anybody else. Like they wanted it to be known. Mm -hmm. They are selling DeAndre Hopkins. That came out in January. He published an article on the score because people that wanted it out got it out. And so the word is now, like, Jerry Judy's being shot because Jerry Judy was not worth the the whatever it was, the 12th overall pick. Mm -hmm. If Jerry Judy was putting up 12, 1,300-yard receiving seasons, he'd already be signed. He wouldn't be moved, right? He'd be an asset that they'd want to keep in-house for the offensive coach trying to prop up Russell Wilson on his last leg. They're, they're, they're trying to move off of him. There's something wrong with him. Right, whereas the Cardinals are in a different position. Hopkins is their best asset, clearly, that can be traded. So before they get essentially nothing and don't want to waste him in the early portion of 2023, they're going to go and, and try to get a pick for him. But Jerry, get out of here with this Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy probably would get, what do you think Jerry Judy would get realistically from NFL teams? Third rounder, maybe? Probably. Yeah, there's not much to it. I mean, you can say, hey, he's got all the tools that you want, but... As far as what he's put on the field and put on tape, there, there's spurts, right, where he looks great running routes and how he's kind of taken on some defenders and, and made some great plays, but nothing that would merit a second or a first router. I mean, that's he's he's lost a ton of value. They've lost a ton of leverage with that, and I'm sure people are laughing George Payton off the phone when he says, I'd like a first round, please, for uh, Jerry Judy. I, I don't. I don't think that they end up trying. I mean, who who can give them something of value for Jerry Judy? And they can turn around and say, well, Darren Waller went for a third round pick. I mean, he's right. way, way better resume. He, I know he's, he's older. His, his value is a little bit lower. Let's right. get to some of these super chats. And we'll also get to that conversation about who might be throwing Hollywood Brown the, the football because they're one of the football, one of the a couple of the quarterback dominoes fell today. Jason Krell. Monty trying to clean up this old regime's mess, to be honest. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he probably went in there and it was it was just the, the building was on fire, basically. And he had to put out a couple of those those trash cans that were ablaze that he came into the office and found. Jalen Blair, cards fans tired of our QB being a punching bag. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Uh and something that's gonna cure that is is playing better in, in the team winning football games. And that's that's going to come with this team as it continues to rebuild. Pick and spreads back in the super chat for five bucks. Thanks, pick and spreads. I have a friend who's one, if not the smartest football guys. He's a scout at Cal and a Brown fan. Told me uh, as far as our guy, uh, the new the offensive lineman that they signed today, Yelda. He's a solid OG, and he played very well last season. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it as far as what he was able to do with the Browns, he was very versatile, played three different positions, was probably more well-versed to play maybe the guard position, didn't really set at, at tackle, maybe he was kind of thrust into that. And then B-Money was asking us to get to a super chat. Here we are. If the Cardinals were to make a surprise superstar signing, what position do you think it will be at? A lot of stars on the market. I think like if they if they did there's there's nobody on the defensive line any longer. That defensive line market, especially the interior is pretty much dried right. up. There's nobody Scary. there. I would say probably cornerback. Yeah, like they could sign a big name corner to a one to two year prove it deal. Um that's going to take less money, but of course they'll get people to say, "Well, why didn't you just sign Byron Murphy to that?" My guess, Byron Murphy doesn't really play outside and he was hurt last year. So I would imagine somebody that they're going to sign is they're going to get assurance that that person plays 17 games consistently. Um, but it's not going to be a linebacker. To Bo's point, there are no defensive tackles left. 
Uh, the offensive line group is, I mean, like, maybe, maybe the, the Ryan Kelly thing has legitimacy to it, that they could flip him with a pick or whatever it is that they trade down with Indy. I, I don't think that's viable right now today, but that's certainly an option. Um, but I'm with Bo, I would say. And I floated this out there just trying to connect the dots. I don't know anything. But Rakia Sin, that was a high draft pick, a second rounder, I think, from Indianapolis once upon a yeah. time. Gannon coached him in 2019-2020 and supposedly good experience. They traded him to, to the Raiders after Gannon had left. He's a free agent now. He's 27. These cornerbacks now that are not named, you know, I mean, look at the cornerback market in general. It was not strong. Dean had the biggest deal, and and that was pretty modest compared to what we thought he would yeah. get. Cardinals can go. It's like I say every year. Like, the cornerback position, you, you, you got to have a bunch of guys that can play. You can't have a bunch of, you know, underperformers, a bunch of scrubs back there. Right. But I think somebody put put it well in my my uh, DMs or my mentions this morning. It's like the front five, front, five, front seven dictates everything. If you get pressure, I mean – in Philadelphia's front seven had 70 sacks. So in turn, their secondary had 17 interceptions. Um, you can't get that without the the former happening. So I, I, I do think it'll be a corner because they, I mean, like they don't have anybody other than Marco Wilson. Well, and then you just look at where he was successful. He had veteran corners in Philly. I mean, it was mostly, it was like Slay and it was Bradbury and you had like Avante yeah. Maddox played a role, but it was mostly Bradbury and Slay. Um, I, I don't think that it's going to, I don't think that they get into, Isn't they, it? They, they, they couldn't luck into a slate. I don't think that's the, the type of player. They're not going to, they're not signing slate. No, He's 32 no, years old. Right. He wants to go, he'll, he'll play for a contender. Isn't it funny though? The narrative with Jonathan Gannon is like, he gets these guys to have the best years of their career. That's not disputable. Go look at these guys in the secondary playing their best football ever. They're going to go get paid. But it's like, well, who is Jonathan Gannon ever developed? He took Xavier Rhodes who was not good and elevated him. And then James Bradbury, James Bradbury, they just, they kind of, it was a throwaway. They were trying to bring him on board to just see what they had. And and Gannon made him an exceptional above average cornerback. Yeah. Now, if you're saying Johnny, didn't, didn't the Gannon have Rhodes twice? Didn't he have him in Minnesota yeah. and in, in Indy? Look at all these safeties that he's turned from undrafted guys to at least contributors with gaudy stat lines. Everybody's looking for, well, he needs to take an undrafted guy and make him an all-pro. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, he hasn't done that. But, like, he could go out and sign a couple mid-level corners. I, I guarantee you they'll, they'll overperform this year, and they'll be fine. That that position group, especially because you have Jalen and Buda back there, I don't and, – and I like Marco Wilson a lot, probably more than most people. I'm not worried about the corner at all. I'm worried about the defensive line because they have no starting D-tackles on the roster. And I'm, I'm worried about the offensive line. Because those 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 two units, like you can coach them up, but you, you got to have dudes up there. Yeah, isn't it interesting watching who like the mass exodus, especially on the Philly defense, like who stayed and who went and, and left immediately after Gannon and Rollis left. I mean, you look it's at Hargrove. Like they knew right. Like Hargrove, he chased the the paycheck, right? He he bet on himself and he's like, I'm gonna go make twenty million dollars a year, and he did. And San Francisco gave him the bag. And then you've got guys like Slay was like, I want to dodge. Uh, you, you got Kazir White who came here, and then you had T.J. Edwards go and get as much money as he possibly could from from Chicago, and then you got guys like Fletcher Cox. He's just like, oh, I'm going to give the hometown these discount. I'm going to sign for ten million dollars on a one year deal. I think it's just pretty telling. Like, 
you know, people liked playing for Gannon for the most part. Yeah. I mean, it's as uh, Han Shah first said, you know why Gannon gets the most out of his players? Because he's a true leader of men. Yeah. He elevates his players. And that's his that's his baby. Like every every coach has the, the position that they, you know, played and probably aspired to to elevate. Oh no. Who's the tracksuit man? What's the good <laughs> word? I was I was promised a frenzy, Johnny. Where's my fucking frenzy? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. Know, What's a frenzy? A oh, frenzy? a free agent frenzy? A free agent frenzy, <laughs> man. It's on the damn screen. Come on, man. Is anything that we've been covering or reporting on like resemble a frenzy? That's how thrown off we are about you? the damn thing. Can I interest you in an Turner <laughs> one-year deal for the vet minimum? Saul Bookman, can we put that on a t-shirt? We cannot, but we're having a frenzy here at PHNX with our newest partner, our friends at Circle K. We're so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K. Best coffee, best beer selection, best snack selection, convenience store at your convenience with premiumly priced gas. And speaking of gas, we're going to hook you up with a $500 gas gift card. All you got to do is text PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win that gas card. Again, so excited. We are synonymous. We feel like Valley Sports, PHNX, they go hand in hand. Sodas, convenience stores, the elite of the elite. That is our friends at Circle K. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, whatever you want to do. Safe, clean, friendly environment. Best for you want a road trip out to maybe the Pacific Ocean this summer. Get your road trip snacks. Get everything you need. One stop shop. It's Circle K. Again, $500, $500 gas card. Texting PHNX to 31310. <laughs> Go load up on all the snacks your little heart desires at Circle K for the tip of March Madness tomorrow, right? Because you still got time, Johnny. You still have time to enter our March Madness pool setup and ran by Run Your Pool. You got to check it out. We've got a great free March Madness pool that you can get in on and win some great prizes. Of course, You've got between now and tomorrow morning. Why is that, Johnny? I, because the tournament doesn't they, tip they until forgot, tomorrow. Just furthering my point, because you can get in. March Madness is coming. It's not here. And we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to give you a chance to compete in the Bracket Challenge. Fill out your picks for all 64 teams, not 68, and you will get points for each pick you get right. Who's your Cinderella? Pick them. It could be ASU if they win tonight. They could be that one if the slipper fits. Yeah, it could be the Devils. Absolutely. Prizes that you're competing against other listeners, viewers, hosts, PHNX talent. You can go out there. You can win yourself $300 in cash prize. How about a PHNX $75 locker gift card? Second place gets $150 cash prize. Third place, you get $50. It's free to play. Just go sign up. You've got uh, the the last chance you can get in. It is uh, March 16th. My God, that's tomorrow morning, 9.15. That's what you have five minutes before tip-off. So you have until now and 9.15 tomorrow. Do you know why that is, Johnny? Because the tournament doesn't tip until tomorrow morning officially. That's why. That's why. Because these games, they don't matter except for if you got somebody upsetting, you know, uh, an 11, you know, pulling off an upset. I don't know. But... You can get in. Go to play.runyourpool.com slash PHNX. That's play.com, run your pool. Play.runyourpool.com slash PHNX. Get in. Get your picks in there. 
they're just kids and you're stripping their dream away from them <laughs> and they're irrelevant. That's not true. You know what else? I'm motivating them. What do you, you want me to shake their hand and say, Hey, congratulations. You made it. You were like the 65th best team in the, in college basketball playing game is the equivalent of the participation trophy that my son gets nearly seven, (laughs) uh, seven and eight year old flag football. Um, all right. You what? We don't have a Roman read today, but it's coming. We should just get Howard to do that. We should get Howard to come on. (laughs) All right. Um, Jacoby Brissett's not going to be a Cardinal, which sucks. Kyle Odegaard, friend of the program, former AZ Cards writer, said the Cardinals were interested. But uh, Brissett, who went to Washington, felt like he had a better shot to just win the job, which is not disputable. Like, this is Kyler Murray's job when he comes back. Washington's just a big shit show. Ron Rivera's got to win games. Would not be surprising if he just, you know, won the job and it was the starter for all 17 games. Um, so what do they do, Bo? I've, I see uh, Super Chat here, $2.00. From our guy AZ Moses eighty nine, better QB signing Mariota or Minshew? What say you? Uh, I'm not big on Marcus Mariota. Uh, I mean, he's a guy that basically quit on his team last year when they wanted to check down the Desmond Ritter and see what the fourth round pick out of Cincinnati had to bring to the table after you know the Falcons as far as their playoff chances they were way out of it, and Mariota wanted to just go out there and start for what just so he get a better opportunity this season. I'm not. In, I think we know who Marcus Mariota is, and I don't even really trust him to be a bridge to Kyler Murray coming back. Uh, Gardner Minshew, from a coverage standpoint, would be fun. Uh, obviously, an eccentric personality. You saw what he did at Washington State. You've seen what he's done throughout his professional career. I think last season he obviously uneven, but that's what you get with backup quarterbacks. But it's just like. When you look at the rest of this crew, it's like you can go with the incumbent QB2, right? You can go with a guy like Colt McCoy. But then with Colt McCoy, you'd have to sign another quarterback just because you got a 37-year-old backup who was injured most of last season that ended the season injured with head, head injuries and more, dealt with a calf injury earlier. He was beat up, took a licking. Like You would have to go and either probably draft a guy and you'd be looking at like day three picks potentially with guys like uh, Max Duggan or Stetson Bennett, and, and that's fine, but those are your options. Or then you have to look, look beyond you know, the top remaining quarterbacks now that Brissett and Heineke and those guys are already spoken for. Uh, I don't think they're interested in Mariota. I don't think that's happening. Good. Um, and that wouldn't fit what they want to do anyway with a, with a character situation. Um, I, I, they are, they're going to want somebody with immense character that can come in and be competitive, run this offense at a high level. I still, I you know, Brissett's not coming, which is disappointing, but I would think somebody with a similar skill set that I'm just spitballing here that can come in and, and keep the offense moving, a run game to be predicated on, first and second down, running the football. We, you know, we talked to Jonathan Gannon a little bit at the Combine. You know, I, I think mixing in a little bit of what Jalen Hurts did well on third down and in the shotgun. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Colt McCoy though. Uh, I think uh, pretty pretty confidently they're going to get somebody else to come in because, and I don't know if Colt, Colt McCoy may still be on the roster because um, they're not strapped for cash. They only just cut Colt to cut Colt. Um, and, but they'll and need a backup a quarterback, right? I for mean, sure, and that's you, a great point because Kyler Murray's not going to be ready now. Is that a draft pick? Mm-hmm. Is that a mid to late round draft pick? That could be, and that could change the dynamic of whether or not they keep Colt McCoy. I do think that health permitting, like Colt could be at OTAs, <clears throat> we'll have to see. But let's let's not 
let's not lose too much sleep. Brissett, to me, would have been nice to have as I cough off air. But yeah, no, I, I think that, I, it, it, and I'll help you kind of get your breath here and, and cough it out, but I think as far as you, you can kind of play connecting the dots, that was what was so easy as far as the petsing Brissett connection. It just felt like that would have been the the easiest uh, signing, but you also had to deal with like Tampa was reportedly in on Brissett. They ended up going with Baker Mayfield. And then Washington's like, well, we're going to put all our eggs in the Sam Howell basket. It's like, whoa, 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 maybe not. Uh, we're going to have a competition. And that's going to be the, like, Brissett knows, as everybody does around here, that once Kyler Murray's healthy enough to go, he's got the starting reins back. So that's not the case in Washington. Like, he has a, a just a legit chance to just win that and hold on to the starting quarterback job in Washington where that's not the case here. He had an opportunity to put out more tape and maybe kind of move the change another season like he did last season playing in, in place of Deshaun Watson, who was suspended. He had another chance to do that here with the injury and rehab of Kyler Murray. And with Washington, he's get, just got a better opportunity to just outright win a job. Yeah. People are alluding to PJ Walker, who just got released by Carolina. I think you're 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 sniffing around kind of this the, the right kind of tree there. I'm not yeah. saying it's going to be P.J. Walker. They want somebody that can move. I know that. They want somebody that can move, that can boot out of the pocket, that's got ability to scramble in the open field. That's what presented so well. So take Teddy Bridgewater out of that. I don't think he's he's not a yeah, mobile guy. Teddy, Teddy's not an option. Uh, and I I know that they like Gardner Minshew. Uh, but Gardner Minshew is probably going to get the same amount of money as, as Jacoby just got. And, and maybe the Cardinals offered – Jacoby the same amount, and he said no because he wanted to go be the starter, Bo, as you just talked about. I don't know that definitively, but like Gardner, Gardner won games last year for Philadelphia, right? Or did they not win any games when he was in? I don't know. He's won games before in this league. He looked good against Dallas. He's he's had success. I, I would say he's the same caliber tier of quarterback as Jacoby Brissett. Backups that can come in, be a plus starter, win you games. Um, so, yeah, they want somebody that can move that can run this offense, that can be under center, that can command the locker room. That And then this is important. They're going to get somebody who started games in the NFL. This is this is not going to be a journeyman backup who's never going to, who's never started for a, a, a little or a prolonged period of time. Um, but that doesn't disclude the idea or the notion, Bo. Like, I mean, crazier things have happened. If a rookie comes in and impresses them and they feel like the rookie is better than whomever they sign, they'll play the rookie. Um, but... They got to draft one first. So you're talking like the old think, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson like type play well, there. Until, until Kyler comes back, I mean, they, it sounds cliche. And we started the show asking, are they going to tank games? They're going to put the best quarterback out there that that can run this offense for Drew Petsing and put them in the best position yeah. to win games. They are not purposely losing games for the first overall pick next year. Yeah, <clears throat> no, they're they're not. No, I mean they they've got a little bit more life in them and competitiveness than to just to tank and and they know that this is a results league. I mean, Jonathan Gannon said in his introductory press conference, we will win games. Don't 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 kind of lose sight of that. I mean, that's what this this is all about, but they they're not going to obviously go out there and, and overspend on a backup quarterback that uh I mean, he he could serve you a couple games, he could serve you more than that, but like what is he going to get you at the end of the day? Is, does he have a future beyond you know, just starting in place of Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy proved to, but I just don't know yeah. if it's it's something that when you're at this stage in a rebuild, you're gonna go spend a, a ton of money on that. And and you, and also these guys are looking for opportunities, and that was the case with Brissett. He was looking for the opportunity, and he found a better one. So, 
that's that's yeah. unfortunate but you're looking reality. at the overthecap.com who does a fantastic job if you're curious cardinals could designate colt mccoy to be a post june 1st cut and it would still be the same as a pre june 1st cut if that makes sense mm-hmm. so they'd only get about 1.5 million in cap savings uh but they'd have a dead cap of almost four about 3.5 million so i mean again i i think you'd probably just be cutting him so he could go maybe have an opportunity elsewhere and and just assume he's not going to have an opportunity here but if they like they they could spend time with colt and just say hey we want to keep you around and maybe they'll carry three to four quarterbacks. I don't know. But I yeah. they're going to sign a quarterback. 100% they're going to sign one. And then if they love one in the draft, they're going to draft one mid to late. And then we'll just see what happens with Colt. But I, yeah. again, Colt's been in the league for a long time. He's been a consummate pro. He's made a bunch of money. Uh, I think he's overachieved given his skill set. He's a great, great human being. Probably a future coach or, or GM somewhere. But just not going not gonna to be the starter, I don't think. Just kind of think right. of the Yelda Froholtz of uh, quarterback options now. I mean, because that's with, with some of the top tier, you know, backup caliber quarterbacks being off the market. You just, yeah, I, I don't think that this t- the the fan base is going to be like, oh, that's going to be the guy that's going to be filling in for Kyler Murray. I think that that would be they're probably going to be disappointed to where the expectations are. Yeah, I, that's fine. And again, <clears throat> I think. 320 people in this chat know kind of what this team is aiming for based on hopefully the the information we're able to give you like this video, by the way. But I mean, whether it's Gardner Minshew, it's not going to be Marcus Mariota, but if it was a player like that, uh, again, you you want to buy in for Minshew. Is it Philly wants him back? If if you're Philadelphia though, and you're, you're about to pay Hertz at some point, like I don't think that's a luxury then to bring back Gardner Minshew at a premium price. I, Minshew probably thinks he can go somewhere and be competitive. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, like all the teams that were interested in Baker Mayfield, for instance, remember he was always like the dollar store Baker Mayfield, but they're maybe the exact same player. The teams that didn't get Baker Mayfield, maybe they're going to pivot to Gardner Minshew. Um, Again, I, everything is just relative to money and it's how much do they want to spend? But I, my argument was overspend on Brissett because of his connection with Petsing, but you can't force him to come play here for a job that's not his, maybe after after Halloween. It's more enticing for me, Jacoby, if I make an investment of, I'm going to get 17 games, a sample mm-hmm. size here. If I get Washington in the playoffs, they're going to pay out the ass for me. Whereas that's never going to happen in Arizona. That's not realistic. You're not going to get another contract of that magnitude, if at all, because Kyler Murray's making, Kyler Murray's making $50 million next year on the yeah. salary cap. There's a couple of people I want to shout out here in the chat, but first I got to tell you that my mom is coming to town and she's staying oh, nice. with me in the fam and I'm excited about it to show off our guest room because we just got it dialed in. Thanks to our friends over at more furniture. It's going to be staying in the lap of luxury. That is now our guest room. Cause we got a new bed in there. We got a couple other items that you're going to want to check out yourself. You can do it morefurniture.com. You can walk into their brick and mortar uh, location as well that they've got set up 44th street McDowell, but check them out online. It's simple. It's easy. Just go to morefurniture.com. You can check out all the digital door busters that they have, like the chairs we have in our lounge where everybody's setting up to watch the force four games, including the sun devils coming up. You got that uh, Bolero two power recliner. It's in black. It's a sleek black mm. leather. It's going to look great. Looks great out there. It's going to 
look great in your living room. Potentially, it's under 500 bucks. Plus, you got the white glove delivery. We used it. They delivered to our house. They got rid of all the packaging. They put everything together, and they put it exactly where we want it, that white glove delivery, worth every dime, and it's not that expensive. You got to check it out. All the options and products that you want for more furniture, check them out, morefurniture.com. Your living room, bedroom, dining room, you're looking for mattresses, they've got them for you. But I do want to say this, Derek Fife uh, in the chat, I also saw Han shot first. I got to commend these guys in the chat for saying that they renewed their their season tickets. And I know that this is such a hot button issue because you know I know oh, Kyle yeah. Odegaard's been kind of following this and that there was a, a, an increase in price and you got people seeing what's going on with the organization and they're not happy and they're like, well, I'm not going to pay to see this team. But like the fans that are in now, like don't say like you love them when the rebuild's over, but did you love them back at, at these times, right? That's like those those are the fans we're interested in talking to. Like there's the casuals that are going to say, oh, the, the season ticket price is too high for me. But the people that want to go watch Cardinals football, we're here for you. Like We'll talk about the season ticket prices. That sucks, but I do commend everybody that locks in their tickets and they want to go out there and experience game day, watch this team play uh, eight games or sometimes nine games. You guys preseason uh, each and every season. That's awesome. Well said. Uh, and I, I this is not saying much. It's going to be a much better product than it, even with a less talented roster, presumably with with the people that are running the show. I mean, the the effort by the team last year, the, the, the unknown, we didn't know who was playing, right? It was NBA style, right? The fact that Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph couldn't win home games to save their life. God love them. It was an egregious display at State Farm Stadium. Players to me at the end of the day were checked out. And, and I, that's going to be the opposite. You're going to get guys that you're going to see drafted in about four to six weeks, play their ass off at State Farm Stadium. They may win, they may <laughs> lose, you know, that remains to be seen, but that, I, I want to see potentially Will Anderson Jr. kick ass. I want to see, you know, a running back from the second or third round have a 100-yard game. I, I, I want to see a glimmer of what the future of Arizona Cardinal football is is going to look like. It's, it's like if you were, you know, in 2004, 2005 watching this team and the blueprint was there with Fitz and Dockett and, you know, Carlos Dansby, and a couple years later they were in the Super Bowl. Like, you could see the wrinkles there of what they were building at the time with Rod Graves. That's hopefully what this is going to turn into. Yeah. And I think there are better football people involved right now to kickstart this rebuild and get it done faster and more efficiently. So to me, it's one of those things where I, don't be surprised. Look up at the end of the year and the Cardinals are a team that people don't want to play. Cause again, this is not a team that's going to go into the season and lay down. There was a team in the desert. They did that last year. They were Kingsbury's Cardinals. And yeah. it's not because they didn't spend money. They traded picks for players, Hollywood Brown. They were up against the cap. And then they played the first four to six weeks of the season, and it did not look, Bo, like they had practiced at all. No, those days are over. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the lack of execution, it was, it was disgusting. The undisciplined type of play that we saw it was for four years. They were one of the most heavily penalized teams in the league. And it was just a frustrating brand of football to watch despite having a decent amount of talent on it, including, including at the quarterback position. Han shot first, saying he's been a uh, season ticket holder since 2012. That's when I started to kind of cover this team, the Kevin Cobb year. 
Yeah, there's been a lot of thin years, a couple, you know, bright years in between. Obviously, the Bruce Arians era was was great for the most part. Three seasons of double digit wins, but like yeah. the cards casuals out there saying like there, there's a there's increase in, in price, and I see the product, and they're just like I'm out. It's like well, like re- like the, the and I and if you can't afford it, I understand that. That's a that's a different issue. But like just 100%. because you're frustrated with the team, it's just like you, do you love this team or are you going to go bouncing and bandwagon another team? It's like we're talking to Cardinals fans, and we love talking to Cardinals fans. So somebody said they're traveling down to the valley to watch a game. That's great. Uh, let's check out some of these super chats. Han getting yeah, back in there saying, I'm ready for post time era. It's exciting. It should be that that's, I think that's, that's the toughest thing about this week, Johnny, where it's just like, we were excited to kind of hit the ground running and see what post time looked like. And it's just like, whoa, 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 hold on. Uh, there's a lot of work to be undone first before we can start to add pieces that are going to look like the money for Jonathan Gannon players going forward. And- and don't discount, I see a lot of people that are like, well, they're just running back the same team last year. These are these are close to vet minimum contracts. You can sign as many of those uh, as you want to sign. And a lot of these guys are good at the, the what they do. Like Zeke Turner is not going to be taking snaps away from Kazir White at outside linebacker. Like, cut that shit out. That's not happening. He's going to cover kicks on special teams, and he's good at that. And so give Zeke Turner credit. Instead of relocating his family, say, I'm going to just stay in the desert and I'm going to play football for the Cardinals. They want me here. One-year contract. It's not going to prohibit anything the Cardinals want to do. Those days of, hey, let's get some special teamers on contract and they're going to play over our first and second round picks. That that garbage is over with. Let's go to another super chat. If we could, Producer Emma. This is from Elia Dre at $1.99. Thank you so much. I think Cardinals draft a, a quarterback from ucla well they did talk to the quarterback from ucla um and depending on what you you see and you hear on the draft reports uh and his name escapes me Bo, but he is somewhere between a fourth rounder and a sixth rounder um and i think the cardinals are gonna have multiple picks um in every round on on day three so i i think that's the sweet spot i think i think round four is a really good place to take quarterback was it uh dtr dorian thompson robinson yeah, out of 100%. uh out of ucla played for chip and kelly seemingly forever that's the kind of skill set that they want from a free agent quarterback too so yeah. it's like they're not going to go sign joe flacco to be their backup quarterback to kyler murray while he's out they yeah. have a very specific skill set in mind where everybody can run this offense. Even Kyler Murray is going to play under center. Be money in the super chat, Johnny. Be money with J Money and also be money in Bo Brock. $1.99. Thank you so much. What about Kareem Hunt? One two punch with Connor. I would say Connor is going to be the Kareem Hunt um, to whomever they draft. They're taking a running back. It's going to be awesome. But I, James Connor is making $10 million this year. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to play on that. I don't know if they're going to ask him to take a pay cut. I do know this. It's going to be the last time they pay a running back eight figures to, to play for them. And I love James Conner. He's a great player, great human being. His story's fantastic. He's a great mm-hmm. ambassador. They want to pay running backs what they're paying off-ball linebackers. Not a, not a ton of money. So, Thank you for your like, service, overpaid running backs. <laughs> that's right. Go get a Gibbs from Alabama. Somebody on yeah. day two. Thunder uh, and Lightning, a little bit of action. I Again, like. Connor, look what Petsing did. Boil it down year. into liquid form and inject that into my veins. Por favor. I yes, I that's I've been craving that. And you see all this this running back activity day. We just saw that Miles Sanders signed a four year deal with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, we I saw that, that David Montgomery got eighteen million from the Lions yesterday. Jamal Williams, who did he sign with today? I can't even remember. 
uh, the Saints, uh, right? Saints. Yeah, uh, you talk about that's. I love Jamal Williams. That's such an irrelevant signing. I just come on, like that. We we want to be in a position where, like, ideally in a perfect world, James Conner is probably making like four to six million dollars, uh, and then you've got a rookie. Um, yeah, that's what they're going to do because uh, Agent Forty Seven. This is the best rookie running back class in like a half decade plus. This this is going to be like the, you remember the wideout draft where the Cardinals took Isabella in twenty nineteen. Like it's that, but for running backs, there, there's going to be guys rounds two through four that are just starters everywhere. And the Cardinals are going to get one of them. It's going to be great. It wasn't the Isabella draft. It was the Isabella draft for the Cardinals, but it was. Well, yeah, because you look at all the whiteouts. And right. Then they shit the, the AJ Isabella. Brown, Scary Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf. But yeah, it's the Isabella yeah. draft. It's the Isabella draft. Pick and spreads guys. here over under. <laughs> He's calling his shot again, uh, asking what the total is for Cardinals part moves. Or three. 0.5 AZ Cardinals moves made when this live stream ends, part three. That's right. Um, yeah, I, it's at least it's at least one. I, I'm I'm going over on that because I'm going to get do it today, dinner with family. Purpose. It's on purpose. If they do it today, like Bo and I were texting, he's like, "You want to do the 60 second short?" I said, "Hell Monty yeah!" just watching, like, mm. <laughs> we love our short. Two rap sheet. Give them the news. They're over. <laughs> we just. You know, we just stay live for like five hours post the show and they really test it out and they just release it at like 6.05 well, they, p.m. They can't defeat us because you know we're going to give you a little tasty 60-second short. If you haven't checked those out, do that. Subscribe They're to the fantastic. channel. fantastic. If yeah. And if, if they trade DeAndre Hopkins when this show's over, we're getting back on our computer. Like yeah. we're, 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 we're live streaming whenever the Hopkins trade goes down. We will be your therapy to, to discuss that. Any, any more Super Chats, producer? Yeah, one I'm more. Uh, just yeah. driving the point home. Love this. Derek, Derek, our guy, six ninety nine. <laughs> it is a playing game for a reason. Oh no, you're not my guy. They are get <laughs> in. Bo is hundred percent right. The GM would agree because he used to he's used to seeing being in. Enjoy. <laughs> Derek, you're the man. Uh, we're gonna agree to disagree. And Bo's gonna have to come back on the show tomorrow if the Sun Devils lose tonight. And everybody's gonna be sad tomorrow. And it's gonna be because of Bo Brock. Because he no, said they not. were frauds and they didn't. They don't. <laughs> Here, I'm going to say, here's your trophy, guys. Congratulations. Thanks for playing. Good job. Uh, good I effort. I need a participation trophy. Um, <laughs> we've rallied this week, um, and I appreciate everybody sticking with us. I've had a sinus infection, but we're on the other side of it. This team has a sinus infection. We need some antibiotics and some form of some transactions for this team so we can talk about them. But in the meantime, like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast. What? What's up? <laughs> One what more super chat. Oh, super chat. Say I eat pizza with a fork. That's that is that's factually incorrect. That that's is great, not true. I do that's not. That's a great super chat. I'm so glad we. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch endless hours of new Arizona Cardinals offensive lineman Yelda Froholt just. Just bulldozing offensive linemen. Is that available on the dark web? Um, <laughs> he, play, he played 17 games last season. Everybody pick up your smartphone right now. Everybody grab it. Go to your podcast app. Type in PHNX Cardinals and click the follow button, the little check mark, so you don't miss a thing. Bo and I crank out uh, podcasts, obviously, every day. The stream is in podcast form. That We occasionally do audio only. Or we'll drop some tasty nuggets exclusive to the audio only pod. We are coming off, and I emphasize this: our best month to date in February. Uh, we are on pace to surpass that because of all of you. Not because of this team, which we love. They're not giving giving us the goods. You are every single day. Like this video. Subscribe to PHNX Sports 
on YouTube. We're back tomorrow, right? Yeah, we'll we'll talk flight plan tomorrow. No no flight plan post oh, pod. Somebody tonight. has that. I love you guys. You guys are the best. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Is there a flight plan tonight? Seriously? I believe so. Uh, we will. I, I think if you if we're not going to live stream it, but you can probably find. I'll talk about it tomorrow on Twitter, and then if anything interesting happens, we'll we'll break it down tomorrow. <laughs> Be great if they're like thirty minutes on that. You know. Zeke Turner re-signing on flight plan. <laughs> we get can we get Will Hernandez? And I, I hope back? it's Hard I hope it's actually just Johnny asking about uniforms at the NF, at the combine. Uh, another super chat LVL seven. We need Kenny McIntosh from UGA. Uh, I'll take any Georgia players. That's that's totally fine with me. Make it an all SEC draft. Make it an all YouTube PHNX PHNX Cardinals day. Remember Sun Devils tonight. We got to watch along on the horizon. Do not miss it. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We're back tomorrow. Good night.